Welcome to Parenting Without Getting Up, the podcast with three dads talking about fatherhood, life, and pop culture. My name is Will. I'm Josh. I'm Rob. Welcome everyone to Parenting Without Getting Up. We're on episode 18. Thanks for joining us. Can it vote now? 18. <laughs> <laughs> well, a couple yeah. episodes ago, it's can it drive, and yeah. now it's can it vote. What else can you do at 18? Well, you can't buy uh, tobacco anymore. Lottery tickets. Lottery tickets. Yeah. Lottery tickets. Yeah. <clears throat> it's got to register, too. It's got to register for the draft. Yeah. And a vote. Yeah, and a vote. Right. Okay. Cool. All right. I I made a comment about, I think a couple episodes ago, that you always seem to, those numbers, you pick up on those. And I like always, the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Significance. Yeah. I also, I was going to say this, I can't remember what was the last time we recorded uh, first of all, it's been a couple of weeks since we recorded, so I think we got a lot to talk about to kind of catch up. But I think it was maybe the last time we recorded. I was going to mention it, something about the previous time that we recorded. I was talking about uh, how old I was, and I said I remembered uh, 1776, and I meant to Good say year. 1976. And so I was just commenting <laughs> about how old I was, and then I said I was. I remember the year 1776, and so... Uh, I just thought that was kind of funny, and so the bicentennial of seventeen the bicentennial yeah. of seventeen seventy six. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was. I remember that. So anyway, I remember the bicentennial as well. Seventeen seventy six yeah. was a good year for this country. Seventeen seventy six was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, just think that you know in seventeen seventy six the country was as old. As your kid is now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, Yana won't. Well, I don't know. Do you hope someone will live? It had a be? little bit longer of a gestation period. Yeah, yeah. that's probably About true. A, almost 100 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, not quite. I mean, 1635. So, uh, no. careful. We don't want to pre- uh, tick off anybody who's listening in, that in, actually knows their history. Any, well, no, or I was thinking <laughs> in England right now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No. Sorry, guys. Back to back World War champs. America. Yeah. So, anyway, and Rob, <laughs> that's speak- like sounds like NBA champs, like we're the wor- World Series champs, you know, two years running. Or something. Um, Rob, I was giving you a bad time about being older than me, but now that is no longer the yeah, case. Happy belated birthday! Age. Sorry, I missed it the other day. That's oh, okay. Um, yeah, now we're so Einstein same age. Fump-sig. Is that fifty-one? That is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm just. I don't care because that's not how old I am. So I'm still in denial. (laughs) I'm still 30 as far as I know. Happy 30th birthday for the 21st time. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I don't feel that old. But yeah, so that happened. I think uh, it's been. been, (laughs) It happened. Yeah, in the last couple weeks, I turned 51. (laughs) So I figured, uh, I mean, I may, I probably have at least 10 more left in me, I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. So 30 more. Yeah. I don't think 30. 30, but anyway. I hope more than 10. Oh, my hopefully. gosh. Anyway, but so what have we been doing the last couple of weeks? I turned 51. That was my big achievement. Not that I had to do anything for it. My mom did all the work. So uh, 51 years ago, but what about you? Well, but, Rob. But lately, 51 years, you've had to keep breathing. So Yeah. Yeah. To quote, uh, quote one of my favorite shows, what's so damn troublesome about not having died? So. Anyway, 
I got to like ponder it. that thought for what's yeah. so damn troublesome about not having died. Yeah, <laughs> that was, uh, I think that's our first swear word on this podcast. We can edit it. Yeah. When I say we, I mean you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say probab- not. I'll probably leave it in. I, I said that at my brother's wedding. That's how I opened it oh, up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's about about darn time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I said it's about no, damn know, time. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, speaking so of, yeah, I was gonna say speaking of weddings. Yeah, tell us about because I was there, your your brother and his well, technically they were already married by the state, but you did you did sort of the spiritual Yeah, we did ceremony. spiritual wedding. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was really great. It was a lot of fun. I'm glad thank they, you for that feedback. Yeah, it was um and I gotta say you were really good. I mean, you got choked up, but I think, <laughs> I think you did it. Like, I mean, this is not to say you were doing it intentionally, but it was, it was. Uh, I was going to say at the appropriate time, but I, it was understandable when you were getting choked up. But man, you recovered really quickly, and I was really surprised because me, I probably would have been sobbing like a little girl up there, you know. Well, um, when I practiced the script for with my girlfriend listening. I was blubbering like crazy. I couldn't go through two lot more than two lines without starting to choke up. So yeah. that was, there was a lot of prayer and a lot of uh, yeah breathing and some practice and uh, maybe I don't know how many, maybe a couple of beers, but yeah. uh, might have helped. Yeah. But it's interesting how you can with enough practice you can almost uh, I guess you can desensitize it a little bit. Yeah, when you like if you pra- you know like well, the thing that I always think about is uh, George Bush's seniors funeral mm. where george bush jr spoke at it and you could tell that he had practiced that speech about a thousand times and he didn't yeah, cry yeah, yeah. But you, you could mm-hmm. tell that like yeah. if it was his first time reading or something he would have yeah lost it yeah yeah that right because it can't be raw emotion anymore it's right. got it some of it took a bit so um well i think reading through it you would uh, all that all those many times you that's really when you process the emotions the most right i mean you're processing them as you're reading through that and so i I, you know i wrote them too yeah so right i mean it's it's right no i know it was all really charged and and one of my cousins he really nailed it too he said you know i i can't think but to picture back when the two of you guys were like beating on each other at mom and dad's house or whatever well we had the only fight that i ever got in in high school or ever really was with my brother in high school oh really yeah who won Uh, i he did Darn it! Yeah, yeah. I love well, I don't know if you could really say there's a winner involved in that kind of a fight. No, me but, and my brother used to go at it. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, mom would she would get the wooden spoon out. We would hear that that wooden that drawer open, smash, crash, and we knew that that wooden spoon was ten seconds away, if that. And she gave us a warning, and we could what, stop. What was she feeding you? Was she feeding us oh, with a wooden spoon? <laughs> oh, <laughs> feeding, feeding welts on my bottom is what? What? Sorry. So that was actually that was really special because having the same birthday and everything. There's been that kind of a rivalry for many years. Yeah, and, we've talked about this on the podcast yeah. before. You were born, and then exactly a year later, he was born on your birthday. Yeah. So, so it was very. It was. I was very honored that um, that my sister-in-law asked me to officiate yeah. the service and the and, ceremony and yeah and you guys haven't always been close but it was really cool he seemed really appreciative and mm-hmm. he he was getting emotional like i was watching him oh he, and was, he was getting emotional <laughs> he was they so, were both yeah they did it really well and you did a good up, job 
Thank you. And the fact that it was in the backyard at your parents' house, I mean, it was, it felt like family. It was a definitely, you had, you know, his brother was officiating. It was at his parents' house. Um, Full of cousins and, yeah, yeah, a lot of family, church friends growing up. That house was so full. Oh my, oh my word. That's the second time in three years that they've, they've put it to the brim, filled, you know, to the top. Yeah, I think it was over the brim. (laughs) Yeah, they had their 50th wedding anniversary party there too. Yeah. That was incredible, but. Wow. Yeah, it was a. It's been great to get closer with them the last couple of years, especially since um, Glenda's love has really brought him back to the family. I and yeah, and and my you had read some comments from your two sisters, one of them being my wife, but um, mm-hmm. uh, they said it was good to have their brother back because mm-hmm. I do like when I first got when I first married into the family, like. I mean, Doug was living in Everett, but we never really talked about him. He would, I mean, we I mean, never really heard from him. He didn't come down very much or anything. And when he was married to his first wife and it was, I guess he was kind of miserable and just was hunk, hunkering down. I don't know, but he, uh, yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, he's a good guy. I like him. And Doug, but, if you're listening, we're going to come down and raid your house sometime and uh, we're going to crash and. And stay there for a while. So, <laughs> this reminds me of a thing I saw on Facebook yesterday that said uh, a man had a he got divorced. He was getting remarried, and the best man at the second wedding started the ceremony with, "Well, welcome back, everybody. <laughs> welcome back." <laughs> and, well, uh, and that, <laughs> yeah, that's that's part of what I said too. Was the they? I don't know if they really appreciated it, but it fit because I said, you know, this, you know. Where most of us are aware that this isn't their first rodeo. Well, and but I but that was my segue into saying why this was so special. Yeah, because because I really focused on the fact that that love was the victory here, and that they were both that that love couldn't leave your hearts hurting and hopeless. Well, that comment was very appropriate too, given that um, he was wearing cowboy boots, jeans, oh, and a cowboy hat. <laughs> I mean. I tell you, total I, cowboy wedding. I mean, he's lived in Texas what three years, maybe. Yeah, but and I've never seen anybody go so cowboy so fast. I don't. I mean, he is was full on. They wanted me to. They wanted me to put together a playlist for the reception the, for the music, and it was Kenny Chesney and George Strait and and Rascal Flatts. I mean, it was that's what they wanted was was mm-hmm. country music. So yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it was. It he was said, you cool. know, people might ask or question, you know, me, you know being country in texas but he said i've got my dirt cred because we both for a farm yeah yeah we both worked on farms and uh did a lot of you know dirt picking berries and bucking hay and and uh yeah a lot of well and of course you know when you grow up and they all call you goat ropers then because we lived in you know our hometown was canby and goat ropers what's well we were they called us hicks because we were like just that was just oh. a slang term, you know. Like, oh, you know, you're you from Canby. Of, you guys are goat ropers, like, dude. That's like a bedroom community for Portland now. The houses out there, yeah, are but, like crazy expensive. Oh, now, I thought so. you were saying the goat roper was a bedroom. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. We didn't do anything with sheep no, or no, goats. No, no, not <laughs> you. Uh, the, the way <laughs> Will said that, <laughs> you know, mind out of there. There were no <laughs> sheep or goats involved said, in the bedroom a, community. You said bedroom community in Portland. <laughs> I'm thinking like for. No, okay. Maybe I mean it's uh, kind of crazy. I'm gonna have no, to no, put no. a warning at the beginning of this episode. I think <laughs> this one's getting uh, a little racy. <laughs> we've been, we've we've said a couple of cuss words and we've we innuendos. Not, I don't think we've ever been this <laughs> off color. 
I mean, it's still pretty mild by 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 most standards, but for us, it's uh, anyway. But yeah, it yeah, it's it's ironic that when you're in high school or whatever, they would uh, refer to Canby as like the sticks because now, it's yeah, nice. there's homes out there that you know are probably half million dollar houses and oh, a half and, a million dollar houses, yeah, thirteen hundred square foot townhouse in Canby right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's crazy. probably true. Yeah, <laughs> there's uh, anyway. Well, yeah, okay. it's been a crazy couple of weeks yeah the reception was really cool i man for me it was like the people amount of people that were there i had to just get to like like take off for a little bit because it was just it was crazy because there was the dinner friday night and then there was the like in the morning everybody's you know a bunch of people from out of town slept there and then uh the house was full all day saturday and then um andrea and i had a we went to try to go to a concert at the Oregon Zoo, but it got rained out, so we went out and out to a pub and hung out, and then we went home, and we left my kids, our kids, at your parents' house, so they were two of the people that were crowding the house. They had so a good time. I'm sure. There were some I, little ones to play with, and yeah. Charlie got to pick one of the movies. Oh, really? I yeah. That part. For uh, Saturday night. What, and do, it you was, know, do you remember what it was? Yeah. He picked out Polar Express. Oh, really? So we had a, t- a taste of Christmas a little bit early. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. It's almost Halloween, which means it's time to start getting ready for Christmas. There's, I, yeah, I think it's <laughs> lightheartedly teased one of my coworkers today because she put up, she had some Christmas decorations still at her desk somehow. And I mean, I do too. They're under wraps though, but, uh, she put up a tree under and a Santa Claus. Like <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was that fancy, but no. Yeah. I like our neighbor's style where he has Christmas lights up still. And, you know, in June or oh. July, I was like, it's time to take those down. He's like, we're already halfway there. Right. <laughs> what's, the <laughs> point? what's the point? I'm, I'm not doing it, like, it for three months, you know. Yeah. And to put them right back up. It's again. not time for to put up the Christmas decorations yet. I still think we have about two days left and then it's time. And then it's time. Like, yeah. But <laughs> Well, here we are. What? probably 15 minutes into it and haven't started our topic yet no we're 14 like, minutes and 22 seconds man um, i like catching dialed. up time it's good yeah that's it's pretty good. good well josh what have you you've been busy too i know so you yeah were, i've been big project at work went out to my dad's and helped him tear his roof off and getting his oh, new yeah? roof framed in is he gonna do it all himself we just about done with it oh yeah yeah we took the whole entire roof off and raised the living room kitchen area by like eight feet so oh the roof it. yeah so then it's got wow like 18 foot ceilings in there now oh, oh that's nice which is really nice it's yeah. got to like help the mood and everything oh it's and great it's... and then on the top he framed in um skylights on or not skylights but windows you know reset windows on the oh top yeah top oh top to so let some more light in let light in but not have to worry about them you know the skylights leaking yeah pretty pretty fun project that's cool and then Good uh stuff. You know, elk season opened up last weekend in my hometown, so mm. went out and see what we could do, which was nothing. Yeah. You would have heard about it if I got something. <laughs> but uh, my friend actually emailed me yesterday, and my dad's got quite a bit of property. And then I had two friends email me on Facebook. One of them said, do you think your dad will let us on his property? On You know, he's got property in multiple locations. And I was like, I'll ask him, but he's never, ever let anybody on his property to hunt before because, you know, he's got cows and horses. Oh yeah, and uh, he let him on, and the guy oh, got yeah. something. That, oh like, really? He, he emailed me on Facebook, and it was really respectful of him to ask, of course. And yeah, I called my dad, and my dad said, "Hey, just have him call me when he wants to go on the property." 
And then I said, okay, he should be calling you. My dad's like, he just called me. He's, <laughs> he's on the property. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, within a five-minute period, he... So he was probably standing like just on the, on yeah, the exactly. outside the property line. Yep. Calling to ask. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, killed a now, big old bull. I've never been hunting. I don't really have a lot of desire to do it. But um I I remember I had this uh I used to work with this kid, I would say, because I was a kid too at the time. But he talked about his dad going hunting and he said that they would they would pack there was like three or four of them that would all go up together and they would pack like uh, like four or five cases of beer <laughs> and they'd go up there and you said you just had this this image of them up there completely wasted yeah. with loaded guns and and all that and he said he he kept his dad kept asking him to go and he didn't want to go because he didn't want to be up with a bunch of drunks with loaded weapons so hunting anyway. is nice only because of uh if you can imagine with one kill that cost you 40 bucks, you have an entire freezer. You have a cow, like an yeah. entire cow oh, I, of meat, you know? Right. No, I totally that's get it. really, really cool. Yeah. And, you know, the way my dad raised me and my brother, which was very important, is you only kill what you eat. Right. You know, we've never been trophy hunters. We've killed, you know, a couple black bears and a couple coyotes and stuff like that just because they were messing with, you know, livestock. Yeah. But never in our whole life have we ever been you know trophy yeah. hunters were like you see these I don't. guys and they always are dentists yeah that are going to kill these oh, uh yeah. giraffes yeah. who would kill a giraffe or an yeah. elephant i would never kill an elephant yeah elephants are so cool lions or yeah none of, i would yeah. never met like to do what just to yeah just to have the picture on your wall it's just like, you probably spent you know more than i make in a year to kill something an that, innocent giraffe like, yeah you're not cool to and me. it's not like there's a, i don't think there's a lot of giraffe overpopulation right no <laughs> No. I mean, I don't. I or never see them. Or, they don't yeah. come wandering into my backyard. No. I know, so they're probably not. It's just not, crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Even my, you know, my wife is Native American. I think I told you that before, right? Yeah. And uh, her tribe killed a whale in Alaska, and I thought that was like, what? Yeah. But they, I mean, they did eat it. But I was still just like, what? Well, they probably used the, every part of it. Every too. part of it. Yeah. yeah. But still, for me, I was like, that is aggressive. And that's one of the things. I mean, I because I am like. I'm not a gun person. I don't really, I respect it if you're hunting and you're going to, you know, that. Um, for the tribes, I I kind of, I almost feel like I kind of, we got kind of got to let them. I mean, it's it's oh, their no, tradition. Sure. It's yeah, tradition, no, I mean, right, I mean, yeah. but I, even as somebody who would normally be opposed to whaling of any kind, yeah, I think. I mean, one, they're not going out there with harpoons. No, I mean, they're not going out with their yeah. million dollar boats like yeah. the, uh, you see on TV, right. you know, and harvesting a thousand whales. They're out yeah. there in canoes and spears. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it, it is part of their tradition. I think that's important. That I mean, for me, that's the distinction between that and and kind of regular whaling. But and my well, wife, you know, they had whale blubber stew. Yeah, well, and I was like, I'm gonna have to pa- hard pass on that. <laughs> hard pass on that. <laughs> whale blubber stew. Well, it's beyond tradition; it's sustenance. Right. Yeah. Right. But I mean, I mean, I mean, and to be fair, they could go out to the grocery store and buy food, right? Well, I mean, not, not this village. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, no, this well. is literally. Uh, Village Rampart in Alaska, middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like, you know, 
living off they have you know sled dogs and living off their fish they catch in the winter so are you saying it's not one of the ports for the cruise lines no no okay (laughs) all right okay uh, the love boat is not docking yet that's yeah and it's fun (laughs) when we trick my wife into being on this podcast hopefully next time oh man she'll have to share some of that with you i talked to her a few days ago she told me she's like well got me he, he got me outside. I, I stopped her when she was outside, and I asked her, "When you like being stalked by the paparazzi?" Or when something. you yeah, when are you going to be on the podcast? She goes, "Okay, um, I talked to Josh, and he talked me into it. So the next time you guys record, and so we'll when you texted recording. me about well, yesterday, I think it was about recording today. Uh, I said, "Oh yeah, but your wife's going to be on. No, she's out of town." And I'm like, "She will go to any lengths to yeah, she avoid listened to being, these too. She listened I don't know if you've been as persistent about any other topic or anything in 20." some years well, as getting her on this show to me honestly like the josh having the baby well not josh himself and, and i did the hard but, part yeah <laughs> the man cold <laughs> <laughs> anyway but josh having the you know josh and jordan having the baby that was like a big moment i think for for the podcast you know because we've been talking about it for weeks and then for, you know no, for like she, a month and she then we'll do it and she's excited about it so, but we'll have to bring up you know the uh just the difference in culture when you talk about the way she was raised. You know, her yes. mom was her mom was raised on a bus in the middle of the wilderness wow. with no power. Her whole Holy childhood, cow. you you know, just okay, that's crazy. Jordan, okay, you're gonna be on episode 19. I'm just telling you right <laughs> now, you will be on episode 19. If I had to bring all my equipment over there, oh and we're gonna gosh. like camp out in your living room. You should. Yeah, you're gonna be we on. We can catch her sure. out of the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it's radio. They won't see anything. Yeah, we it's won't see not... anything. <laughs> you might hear a lot, but yeah. Oh, Get out man. of my house, you crazy. Then it'd be uh, the podcast with two dads and one divorcee. <laughs> me oh, living on the couch at, yeah. with Rob. She can, she can <laughs> sleep you on can our couch. You can do like I did here and sleep Rob on Will's couch on for couch. a while. You can sleep on the couch. You can, you can join the streak. The, yeah. You know, our tree house is fair. You can, you're welcome to just move in up that, there. Yeah. yeah. We've had people come over and stay and sleep in the tree Finish house. It. Yeah. Can be like a Airbnb. Like, yeah. I want to uh, do that once. To sleep in the tree house? I haven't slept the in the tree The rates are very yet. reasonable. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I know my children have slept in the treehouse, but I, know, I haven't yeah. slept in there yet. Oh, we have. I have. have you seen that show where the they make those crazy tree houses in Oregon? Oh yeah, houses. And yeah, Pete Nelson. Yeah, people pay That's like a cool show, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a tree house. I wouldn't either. That would be really cool. Yeah, my tree house leaks. I mean, because I built it literally around the tree, um, but it's the tree is the dying. tree grows through it. Well, yeah, the tree is dying. It's like the river runs through. Oh, the tree is so dying. So I think we're going to lose the, we're going to have to, I mean, it's on two sets of stilts. So it's on four legs. And then also one end is connected to the tree. I've got the tree splits off into two trunks. And so I've got a two by 10 running between them, the two trunks. And then that's one of the. Well, just if it falls on my house, make sure it falls on my house. Good. It'll be far enough from your house. It's just going to hit our fence. <laughs> oh, no, if, we, if we do it, we need to do it right. <laughs> it's not that big. You're gonna have to come over and cut it down, though. A- do Andrea wants you to cut down the. She's up for the cherry tree. Yeah, I can do it. Uh, oh, the apple tree. Apple night. tree, I think. No problem. So my son called you about painting your yeah, house. I know, and it was <laughs> raining on Sunday. <laughs> yep. I checked to make sure he did. So. Yep. Nope. He's 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 got the job. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I know we we're running into time, but I gotta say, I mentioned it earlier, but 
So in the this week I turned 51. I have to say my wife did a fantastic job. She had we had fondue that night, which was great, which is one of my favorites. She she asked me what kind of like what what kind of cake or pie I wanted, and I said I don't I'm not a cake. I don't really like cake very much. I don't like pie very much. Um, but I told you what I really want is gooey chocolate chip cookies with walnuts in them. Ooh, and so she too, made, yeah, I love walnuts, my chocolate chip cookies. And they don't really, I'm the only one in the family that really does. So, um, but she made those and I kind of ate most of them because nobody else likes the walnuts, but they were really good. It's pretty special. Josh is shaking his head. You I don't like the walnuts. walnuts. It's the yeah. texture isn't right. You can't yeah. buy into a I was soft talking to somebody about at work then, about this. Oh my goodness. There's something. Oh, it's a walnut. I was shocked when, when this, um, woman that I work with said that, that she doesn't like, she can't stand. And for her, it's like they're cookies. They don't. You shouldn't be putting walnuts and nuts in your cookies. And I'm like, man, I think they're really great. Anyway, but so. And then she bought me. I have to say, she worked at the a booth at the local Oktoberfest here, um, down in Mount Angel. And so I guess on her break, she went wandering. They have all kinds of little vendors with booths set up, craftsmen. And she bought this really cool. It's metal. I'll have to show you guys. Um, after the podcast, but it's uh, steel. It is about well, maybe eighteen inches, something like that. But it's a, a sea turtle, and oh, so it's a. Cool. It's really cool, and it's like this. Uh, so the bottom layer. I mean, the whole thing's only about three inches tall, but the bottom layer is you can see the head and the flippers and the tail, and then like there's some suspended just above that, a couple inches is the or an inch or so is the shell and the shell is kind of glazed this green color and it's got all these cuts in it that make it look look like the segmentations of the of the shell but it was really cool probably one of the coolest presents she's ever got me and so that'll go out in our little tropical jungle area and it'll fit really well but it was it's awesome and it's all it's kind of glazed over or or, um what's the word uh lacquered so it's Hmm. so it should be protected but it's really beautiful and uh it was really cool i was very quite, nice quite amazed so Heck yeah she did a good job this year but yeah on that it's been a very special okay okay week but for everything but work work's been rough but everything else yeah. has been good so I can't wait till i win the lottery yeah i only yeah. need a million five hundred thousand <laughs> i i would spend that in a day i needed at least a million so <laughs> i'll i'll throw in a, a pop cultural reference to um Good old Mr. Walter White. Oh yeah, you know when he's calculating how much he needs to to in the meth cooking in, industry to to have his family set so that he can die in peace. Right. You know? Yeah. So I forget the exact number, but it was under a million. Oh, yeah. yeah, I would be happy with a million. Yeah. I'll take a million. I'd be happy with a saw buck. Twenty bucks. I'd be happy. <laughs> if somebody just wanted to give me twenty bucks, I'd be. <laughs> it wouldn't pay off any of my bills, but you know, I can. There you go. Um, and I have to say, uh, I have been remiss, uh, speaking of uh, 20 bucks or so, or actually more. Josh, thank you for dinner. Oh, you yeah. Brought over no pizzas. amazing, Josh. Thank you. So, very generous. Thank you. That well, I figured was... I'd bring pizza tonight, and then tomorrow we would do, uh, or next time we would do uh, filet mignon, lobster, and mm. crab. Yeah. Rob, I think, will pick up that <laughs> There you go. You got <laughs> that. As long as I get to drink more of this amazing bourbon that Josh brought the first um, time. Yeah. Yeah. Hot, We're still I'll nursing the hot bourbon. Dogs. How about that? <laughs> Croutons and water. Yeah. Do you, do you guys like ramen? <laughs> Actually, I love ramen. Do you? So, one of my favorite memories of my dad 
when we were a kid. We I grew up very, very, very poor. Like I think we talked about this probably yeah. off the podcast, but uh, so poor that we lived off ramen for years. But my dad wow. would always make uh, super ramen. He called it so it'd super be super like, ramen. Nice. I mean, it sounds gross probably to you guys, but we would do like eggs, uh, mm-hmm. ham, cheese. Like oh yeah, all she's kinds doctorate. of just, Basically, like a what do you a goulash almost, um, you know, uh, and I still eat ramen to this day like that. Just yeah. my wife's like, "What are you doing? Well, Just throwing whatever's in the refrigerator in this bowl of ramen?" You know, we did. That's a special memory, yeah, yeah. and a skill to be able to. An attitude is like we can take this basic ramen we got, yep, and we can. Throw some soy sauce in it, and you got you know an Asian dish one night, and you throw some Cajun in it the next night. You got a Cajun dish. (laughs) We did as kid. We bought the I think there were Tortino's pizzas. There were the 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 cheap ninety nine cents frozen pizzas. They're a dollar like forty now. So horrible for you. I think you were supposed to get them like when I was a kid for like fifty cents or something. I got a freezer full of those. We would (laughs) we doctor those up. We'd like add more mozzarella, put different toppings on them, and it was great. And when I was in elementary school probably third fourth fifth grade my best friend and his sister who lived they just lived right down the street from us they were latchkey kids so in the summertime their parents both worked in the summertime um my brother and i would go down to his house we put in we'd make uh, a totino's pizza and we'd sit around and play poker and he taught us something okay this is gonna gross you guys out probably um uh cottage cheese on top of the pizza and then eat it's not it. Right. Um, and it is I'm not getting cottage cheese, cold cottage cheese on top of piping hot pepperoni pizza. It's basically lasagna is what yeah. it is. Well it makes sense. It is I mean, so good. Do, it's the version of you know, step down from ricotta or whatever. Right? Yeah, right. So. I mean, a lot, yeah, a lot of people use like cottage cheese instead of ricotta. We do cottage in cheese in uh, when I'm making my burger patties, my raw burger patties. Oh yeah? I'll mix it into my burger mix. I've never heard you of that. You mix cottage cheese in there? Right, because when you melt it, it basically oh. turns it into like a burger. Makes it really cheesy. juicy. Yeah, juicy and cheesy. Yeah, that sounds really good, actually. Yeah, That's so interesting. I'll take my raw Please. hamburger and I'll put yeah. a healthy amount of cottage cheese in there, mix it up, cook it up. Pretty good. What an idea. Yeah. I, I stole that from that my neighbor, shot. Mark, when I was a kid. Oh, yeah? His neighbor, yep. That's a really interesting and We idea. did cottage cheese and mom did make lasagna with with cottage cheese, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like I think as a kid we did. My mom did that too, just because ricotta is so expensive compared yeah. to cottage cheese. Yeah. Cheese, but and it's a similar flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, for me that it's a complete. The texture difference is, you know, is really. It's like if I had made lasagna now, I would not use cottage cheese. But anyway, textures yeah different, but in a lasagna, it's which yeah. is harder to tell. But you won't have olives on your pizza. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't care for all. But cottage cheese is where it's at, though. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> if I had some, I might have. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, bring on the cottage. We have talked for thirty minutes Jeez. about nothing real. That's okay. It's a catch up. That's, that's good. Yeah, catch up. It's podcast. a catch up. Yeah. Um. Uh. Can we say catch up like like the condiment because that's kind of what it's been. Ketchup and carrots. Yeah. That's yeah. So so Charlie was talking about. He likes ketchup on his carrots. He likes ketchup on everything. Um, he's the he is the condiment kid, is what we call him. He is favorite. Hey Charlie, are you out there? Yeah. Come here. What? You're gonna be on the podcast. What? Come here. You're on the podcast. You can use Uncle Mike. Oh, you can use Uncle Rob's microphone. So, what's your favorite condiment? What's your favorite sauce? What do you mean? 
like, like ketchup or Thousand Island. Dressing. Yeah. What what what's your favorite? Ketchup. Ketchup. Well, okay. I'm thinking of what do you think of A one? Good. Yeah. You. This kid will pour half a bottle of A one out on his plate. Didn't you also go through a Thousand Island phase for a little bit? No, that was rare. Catalina. He likes Catalina. Catalina. Ooh. Yeah. That's the red one, the tomato one. You like the Catalina, huh? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, but he will eat. I am not kidding. Well, one year for Christmas, I gave him, for his stocking stuffer, I gave him a bottle of A1. And he was super excited about that bottle of A1. So, and I, we wrote his name on it. It was his. Nobody else was allowed. Speaking of that, you know, when I was a kid, my dad used to put, no matter what, every year we got a thing of spam in our stocking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, spam. That's Spam is actually good, like if you fry it or, yeah. No, uh, well, it's not my favorite. We need to do an episode as we get closer That's to Christmas. Gag gift, though, in a way, if you look at it that way. Yeah. We need to do, I mean, there's been, okay. I was going to say something, but we got we got to hold off. We got to save this. This is a topic unto itself, I'm sure, as we get closer to Christmas about what goes on stocking servers. Because I have done, I found out traditions that you guys had as a kid, Rob, um, and so that Andrea grew up with. And I carried on those traditions, much to her, you know, driving her crazy, I'm sure, because she didn't like them. But um, so anyway, I think we should hold off on that. But yeah, we can talk off mic about stocking separate traditions yeah yeah but we'll definitely uh as we we can do a we'll probably do a couple christmas episodes and we can talk about that but uh, so we we did pick out a topic for tonight believe it or not 33 minutes in uh we'll go ahead and start i had the idea i was thinking about like what practical skills do we want our kids to have and the like the first one that came to mind immediately was like changing a spare tire but there's i know there's got to be a ton of other ones um, so uh, what do you, do you guys have any, like, oh, like yeah. Rob, do you have any that you tried to pass well, on? Josh, well, Josh just nailed you... it with his dad at this cooking. Oh yeah. Cause I wanted before Adam and, and you each of the kids. Well, Amanda's had culinary class. Yeah. High right. She's a good cook. Yeah. It's, um, Chef, it's, it's having, um, having the kids be able to, to know their way around the kitchen. Yeah. That's a really good the whole, you know, cooking and cleaning up and all that. And they, they're great. And it's it's a lot of fun to cook together. Yeah, we don't do it all the time, of course. But. I have taught them how to make pizza dough. That's I've done that mm-hmm. I think a couple times um, because that's one thing they wanted to learn. So I think I did a little uh, lesson for all three of them. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. And your for me, your flautas, fire making, fire. I want to yeah. teach my kid to make a fire. A good oh fire. yeah, Be, like throughout my life as an adult, at a party, at a barbecue, oh. camping, uh, all over. People are always amazed at my wonderful That's a really useful campfire. Skill. I mean, it sounds silly, right? It sounds well, really it, dumb. It reminds me of Wilderness Survival Merit Badge. It right, yeah, exactly. I was an Eagle Scout. And, so, yeah, because I mean, we did like... I remember you are that, an Eagle Scout. Yeah. Always. Always, yeah. once, always. Card carrying. That's right. Yeah. So we... Um, oh, he's digging his, his Captain America wallet out of his... Uh, he's going to show us his Eagle Scout. I'll bring it next podcast. Okay, all right. <laughs> but we did the... Making the fire with steel wool and a nine volt battery. Oh yeah, that's a great one. You know the, the uh, magnifying glass. Oh really? And, wow. Yeah, I never really was successful with the rubbing the sticks together, but it's more. It'd be gonna be more fun. I haven't showed Josh yet. It's hard but, in the Northwest. Yeah, <laughs> everything's to, uh, wet. Yeah, to do the steel wool and the nine volt. I'm excited to try that one out with him. Oh yeah, so. that's pretty cool. Yeah, 
yeah, I mean, even something as simple as how to stack wood so it can breathe while you're making your right. fire. So that's one practical yeah, skill that I want to make one. sure. You know, especially being um, a lady and when she's a woman someday and she has some overbearing man trying to make a fire. Oh, and she's like, stop, yeah. let me show you how to do this. Go and take a walk, ask, buddy. Yeah, I got this fire. Make a better fire than him. Yeah. You know, my dad showed me this when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah, that's a good one. I didn't, I hadn't thought of that building a fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine. I, I want my kids to be able to change a tire. I think that's really important. Um, I mean, they can call the auto club, I guess, but, but if they know how to change their own tire, that, that's, that's a, I think goes a long way. The cooking thing, I have to say, I did learn a few tricks from my dad regarding cooking, but he was, shall we say, a creative cook. He, he, <laughs> he um. He liked to, uh, well, my mom was working day shifts and he was working swing shifts when I was really little. And so I can remember him, like he would get up and then he'd make dinner, basically pop it in the oven or whatever before he went to work. And so um, he made uh, one time a a roasted chicken out of ground beef. So he took he took a big pile of ground beef and he shaped it like a chicken breast, kind of a you know like a like the body of a chicken, and then he took carrots and he stuck them in for like drumsticks for legs. Oh, how fun! And then he that was his. his roasted I could chicken. totally see your dad doing that. That's... Yeah, and he he cooked a lot with cereal. He'd like take cereal and like crumble it up and put it in. So, I mean, That's he awesome. was a very yeah he was a very inventive cook, and I think I think I learned because I'm I, I you know I will look at recipes only to figure out like just the types of ingredients to go in it. But I won't look at measurements. I'll add extra stuff. And I will, like, the thing I hate more than anything when I cook is having to measure and follow stuff. I just dump. And uh, so (laughs) I I learned that skill from him. I don't measure Some spices you can't dump, though. They just, that just messes Well, I mean, you know, when I say dump, I I don't measure anything. I just, just throw it in and like, oh, that looks about right. So... Anyway, but yeah, but yeah, it's, um, for me, I think for my kid changing his tire, they're learning like the fire and they're in Cub Scouts. So they're, they will, and if they continue on when they get into Boy Scouts, I know that they'll learn a lot of those, you know, like how to whittle, how to use a knife. That's an important skill, I think. And so. I think for mine, for my boys, especially that it will have my daughter too, but they all, they can all do laundry. Yeah. You know, as, as a young adult, so it's important. And, um, and I'm the one that's always had the iron. You know, yeah. My, my kid's that, mom has not ironed. She doesn't own an iron. Oh, wow. And so I'm the one that's ironed the clothes for special occasions and things yeah. like that. Should, reminds me of one that I wish my father would have taught me or my mom would have done. My mom is an excellent sewer, mm. but she never taught me how to sew. My dad taught me how to sew a button on. And I wish, well, I can tie, I can sew a button on, but yeah. my, I want to, I wish my mom would have showed me how to so so you know with the sewing machine and oh yeah oh. And so yeah. so i remember okay so we when we this is like three years ago we went on a disney cruise they do a pirate night on the disney cruise and they encourage guests to dress up and so i was trying to make a convert uh stuff that i had into like make a pirate so i was trying to sew um gold braiding on a wool jacket that i had to make it look piratey and uh, it, and I was trying to use a sewing machine and my wife has used a sewing machine many, many, many times, never had any problem with it whatsoever. I pull this thing out. I'm like, how hard can it be? Right? So one thing I learned 
and I pasted this on Facebook. I pasted the comment that any man who thinks that women are not mechanically mechanically inclined has never tried to use a sewing machine because they are they're a complicated piece of equipment. Oh yeah, and uh, especially if you get, I mean, probably the newer ones are easier. Maybe they you know self threading and all of this, but but um, they're not a simple piece of machinery. They're they're kind of complicated. And it so. takes dexterity and coordination to do. Yeah, hand-eye coordination. But just even knowing, like, following. You got your foot on a pedal, and you got your yeah. hands moving. Yeah, hand-eye, like you said. Yeah, it's it's not easy. So, anyway. Well, and luckily, I do know how to iron like you. I'm a pretty good ironer. I My mom taught me how to iron. That was one thing she wanted me to make sure I knew. I and ironed so. all the a lot of the clothes for the wedding that day. That day oh, yeah? In the morning, yeah. 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 Here's, Spoiler alert! I uh, I learned how to uh, iron in basic training. So oh, well, that everybody in our podcast nice. know that I was in the military. Yeah, but, I think uh, I think there's there's been little clues, little clues. But yeah. uh, I learned in basic training how to. That's iron pretty neat a lot. in basic training, huh? Oh yeah, because oh. yeah. you have to get the uniform the perfectly the dress ones yeah. right and yeah. everything nice. Even your uniform had to be perfectly creased, and that's where I learned yeah. how to sew a little bit. But uh, that's where the learning how to really sew would have came in. Because now, you know, you have to pay 60 or 80 bucks to sew your uniform. Yeah, time. like if you get a new patch or something, yeah, like if you like yeah. you advance in rank, then you have to sew that stuff on, right? Yep, all the badges, all the name tapes, everything. It's just like Cub Scouts. Holy cow. Yeah, it is. It's like Cub Scouts, <laughs> but... You get in trouble if you're... Except the merit badges are a it's, little harder to get. Yeah. There is pretty something that's special about being able to sew on a patch or a button. Yeah. 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 Do so uh, now you can do it. Yeah. I, I, I can't hem my pants. Of course, I have to go to mom for that I, still. Your, but your mom, I, every, <laughs> because I I end up playing because I always pick up my kids there. I think I have played chauffeur for your, you know, pairs of your trousers. I don't know how many yeah. times because <laughs> right since we live by each other, uh, there'll be a lot of uh, oh here since you're gonna go down there, can you take these to Rob? And so yeah, yeah. she's. I mean, she's. I've had her sew stuff too. Like so. The little pirate jacket that I was trying to make, I eventually gave up on it and and asked her to do it. I also had her make me a waistcoat or a vest, and she made a vest, a piratey kind of a vest that was really cool. So she sewed that and did a fantastic job. She's great. Something to be said about an art. It's really an art, like Mm -hmm. a quilt. Like my grandma made quilts. I have a ton of quilts. Oh, yeah. You know, she has really, really bad Parkinson's now, Mm. so she can barely sew anymore, but she did the effort to make Yana... Oh, that's a cool. Quilt, something that we're like, oh my goodness, we're gonna put this away. Yeah, for you know, for Yana inevitable. to pass on. Yeah, yeah, it's for Yana to pass on. I have a quilt, and I'm, that's a beautiful thing. I think quilting. Yeah, we've got some quilts like that from Grandma too. Yeah, yeah. It, I I have a blanket from my other grandmother as well. That's been since 1980. Well, think about it. I, I mean, on it, like really, in 50 years. No one could be making, I mean, not a lot of people will be making quilts anymore. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. really, is like one of those deals that. It's a dying art it's form. It's a dying art form. There are little pockets. Um, little, little pockets. Yeah. Though, but when I, I'm sure all of our grandmas at this table made quilts. Yeah. It's weird. It comes, mm-hmm. I think, a lot of that's like depression. I mean, I'm sure it go, like, I know quilts go way back for that, but there is, man, there was this sort of mentality that came out of the depression in the 1920s that you use every scrap. And so like for quilting, that's perfect because 
you're literally taking little scraps of fabric and sewing them together in in a pattern. And the same thing with like cooking, using every little piece. Oh yeah. You know, boiling. You but you buy a ham, you eat the meat, but then you boil the bone to make. Yeah. So I think that is definitely. Those are skills that we have lost. I think. Oh, for sure. And that's one of those in my generation. And what I'm saying is, you know, my wife doesn't know how to quilt, so our granddaughter won't be able to say that her grandma Mm. knows how to quilt. Where every. I feel like everybody in our generation or around our generation, like yeah, our age is a little different, but my grandmother, everybody's grandmother that you talk to can quilt, but I, in 50 years, I don't think mm-hmm. that will be the case. I have a quote that my mother gave me that I think it was made by her great grandmother, maybe her grandmother, but it's like a hundred years old. Oh yeah. So, and it's, I mean, it's faded, it's worn, but, but, um, yeah, it's just amazing. So. Well, and beyond the skill too, the whole quilting party, you know, they, yeah. you could go and you would see pic- the, the, pictures of like all the, the women gathered bees, around. Yeah. yeah. Cause the, the, the quilting frame was at least six to 10 feet long. Right. And you, I remember seeing pictures of, of the whole frame being surrounded by women, you know, elbow to elbow. Right. And so it's, it was a, a lot for a camaraderie and community building. So yeah. I wonder Okay, so like right now, that community building is all done through like Pinterest and right. all of those. I am trademarking this right now, but it has not been done. But a social network app called um, Quilting Bee. How cool would that I mean, something that brings people together. And I they already thought about that five minutes ago. Oh. <laughs> I already emailed it to myself too for copyright reasons. <laughs> anyway, but I'm, I'm, maybe there's one. I'd out be there, curious that, to see how many concept. if there's any like meetup groups that are, are around quilting right now. There oh, are. There, I there see are. That'd be that'd be interesting. Yeah, so that's, I, that's really good. But those are so limited. Yeah, so far and few between now. And you have to go to like I think it's mainly you know big cities where women will come to get at a little group, and because there's a woman where I work that um, is a quilter and a knitter. And I mean, she does everything. But anyway, she she told me about some. I'm pretty sure. So if she's listening to this and I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Um, but I think it seems like I've heard, or maybe she's talked about friends of hers that do that. But I know there's some in, in the Portland area that do that. And then I know also out at um, uh, the town of Sisters, east of, west of Bend, Oregon, there's a really cool little town. It kind of has an old west theme but there's a little shop and they're called i, th- I want to say it's called the stitching post if i'm remembering that right <laughs> <laughs> but um but i know that they do they do little quilting bees and stuff at least uh i've seen it there that's been a few years since i've been there but it's I mean, good since i've seen those i just had seen posters for it's it so, so awesome i mean you yeah. think about like you can't even buy fe- textile that's made in america anymore it seems like so yeah. i mean to have if you if you can it's very expensive. Yeah, I mean, you go online right now, you see a thousand dollar quilts for sale. I've, I've yeah. looked because you know I, mm. I've wanted to buy quilts, and I even did a uh, Facebook ad or a Facebook marketplace looking for someone that I could buy the materials for, and they could do a quilt for me. <laughs> you know. Yeah, when I was uh, doing, I used to do Civil War reenacting. Um, I know that's about the nerdiest thing you could do, pretty North, much. North or south. Uh, North. I All could right, not. <laughs> I could not bring myself. I mean, that'd be like to me. It'd be like being a World War Two reenactor and putting on a Nazi uniform. Right, yeah. It would be very difficult for me. But um, in any case, um, 
I actually had a tent and I slept out in the tent at our little company street. And so I um, had had my wife actually make me a little quilt. Only she did the kind where you actually, instead of like sewing all the way throughout it, you just do little um, like yarn, like do yarn. And, yeah. And yeah. So tying little squares of yarn. But anyway, but she, I had her make, make, make me one so that I can lay it out. And it looked somewhat period so that if somebody was walking by my tent and the flap was open, they could, it wouldn't, it, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't see, see like the, a uh, iPad stashed. Yeah. The, I, the <laughs> iPad or the, or the, the, you know, the, <laughs> the mummy bag or anything. The but space. Sleeping bag, yeah. Anyway, but, uh, or the portable DVD player. Yeah. But anyway, so, but she made, so I have this quilt that she made me and it was just kind of a quick and dirty one. She just, she sewed the blocks together and then had a backing and then she put the, use the yarn to tie, um, to tie it together. And my kids love that. I mean, it's, we still use it and it's been probably 20 years ago. So it's even that, even though it's kind of a simple version of a quilt, it's still a great little, and it's like, that's something you're making from scratch. You're starting from nothing right? and you're making something. And that's not something we do a lot anymore. I have one that, um, when I was in Iraq, a group of ladies, I'm assuming older ladies sent about 50 yeah. quilts to our unit. Oh, wow. And I have the quilt in my guest room. Yeah. It's, they made it. And it's the coolest thing that someone would take the time to make a, not, you know, and send it to a, a random stranger and, yeah, it's mm-hmm. one of my prized possessions. It's that's a treasure. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's definitely. I think one of the big skills that we are losing. Uh, Way to tie it back. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying so yeah. hard to keep it on on topic. Uh, the practical skill. Yeah, yeah I, I. But I think I mean that's totally true. It's um it's a skill that is fading away. But yeah, um, I don't know. Any other? Can you guys think of any other skills that you think that that are fading that you know maybe we want to try to pass on to our kids i i like to do a little bit of woodworking i make cutting boards i haven't made one for a while but that's been one of my things i want to teach my kids how to make a cutting board just out of out of wood one that is becoming less and less acceptable but i want to make sure my kid knows how to handle a firearm oh gun Mm -hmm. from very from probably four years old from four years old, start teaching her uh, firearm safety and that kind of stuff. Really, at four, as soon as they can comprehend. Well, maybe six. You know what? What's first grade? Six, uh, six, yeah, six or seven. Around then that way, if they're at a friend's house and there's that a gun, that still kind of freaks me out. Well, think about it. Know. Not, not she won't have a gun by any yeah. means. No way. Not until she's in, you know, probably middle school. She's not going to shoot it, but it no. won't. Be, it just won't be foreign to her, and she'll that be able to know how to handle it safely in exactly. case something's around it, or to respect it from a distance. Like, right. Or you know, I, whenever I go to my nephews, my nephew is my niece is six or seven years old. Yeah. Whenever I she comes to the house, I always talk to her about guns and how. Hey, what do you do if you see a gun? Oh, well, yeah. don't touch it and tell an adult or, yeah. you know, but I want to teach my child how to handle one because to try to shelter her from firearms, I think is very difficult, but to try to teach her the right way to handle them. So if she's mm. in a situation like say at her friend's house and their friend pulls their dad gun oh, or something like that. Yeah. She'll know like, Oh yeah. You know, that's, I could see that's important. I felt the same way about lightsabers when I started giving my kids lightsabers. You cut a hand, arm I'm right, so, clean I'm off. <laughs> you cut an arm, clean off. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, because you know how easily the real it is ones, your, you know. So cut your hand off of those things. So, uh, yeah, I that is I can see that as being important. I remember 
in junior high school, uh, and we were not a gun family. I've never owned a gun. I take that back. I own a musket from Civil War reenacting days. That's the only only firearm I think I've ever owned. But um, I remember I didn't. I was supposed to sign up for electives, and I didn't do. I like the deadline passed, and so my homeroom teacher signed me up for hunter safety. I think, and uh, so I actually learned a little bit about about guns and how to use them and i don't think they could even teach that class now could they in schools i don't think they could but i wish they would yeah i wish they would i sure do at camp though yeah, yeah right at scout camp they're gonna learn hunter yeah. safety well and when the when the kids did the bb guns i was impressed at how they the leaders there instilled this is a weapon Tree um, gets loaded all time yeah so i mean yeah so that you know they Treated exactly. I mean, the leaders. I don't think what they taught wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been any different, even if it was a loaded, a real like a twenty-two or right. something like that. So, um, I think that was really interesting that they trying to teach that same respect and same those same safety. Uh, <laughs> Still put an eye out and cause yeah. a lot of yeah. damage. I mean, with that firearm instruction, I'm also going to teach my daughter how to shoot. Yeah, for hunting, and so mm-hmm. she can go hunting. And if the end of the world happens tomorrow. <laughs> she will have fresh meat in the freezer. She'll be Hopefully ready for not. the zombie apocalypse. Never know. Yeah. Know. No, we'll I be, totally agree. I think it's very wise. We'll be eating ramen. So. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> We're going to call back to the beginning of the show. But <laughs> I think uh, I think that's probably going to wrap us up for this yeah. week. Interesting talk. Uh, we could probably do talk about this some other time too, I'm sure. Uh, because I know there's other ones that I really want to Teach my kids cooking was one. You guys said a couple that I'm like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. But cooking, um, I think simple woodworking would be really cool. Just how to do some, how to. I want to teach my kids how to make something, you know, so they can start with nothing pretty much, and then have something that's useful and functional. Knots and how to tie a knot. Yeah, how to mm-hmm. tie a knot. That is a that's a big one. Can't tie a knot, tie a lot. Can't tie a knot, tie a lot. Yeah, you know when you see people just do like all this crazy stuff. With oh, rope make it look like it's something. They don't know how to tie a knot, so they just tie a bunch of. Knot. You never heard that before? Yeah. Can't tie a knot, tie a lot. Like I haven't actually. People put like, like you know, like people put like ten granny knots in a knot because they don't know how to tie a knot. Yeah. Oh well, my goodness. Okay. Nope. Never heard that phrase at least. So I've probably been guilty of over knotting something, but anyway. All right, I think that's going to wrap <laughs> us up. If you if you would like to to be part of the conversation and. And uh, if you want to share things that you would, these useful life skills that you'd like to maybe pass on to your kids or you think that we should pass on to our kids, you can reach us at pwgupodcast at gmail.com or you could reach us on Twitter at pwgpodcast. We'd be uh, glad to hear from you. And I noticed uh, we just picked up some listeners from India this last week. That was really cool. So... If you are listening to us from India, welcome, and we're glad you're tuning in. But I think that'll do it for this week. Uh, Guys, I hope you have a great week, and we'll be back. We should be back to our regular schedule next week, right? All right, great. Yeah, okay. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.